Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to... Doing over. No, no, this is it. We're doing it. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Coffee Clutch with Ron and Joe. I'm Ron, <sighs> and I'm Jill. And let's see if we could do it this let's time. Do it right. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm great. We just watched a fantastic movie, mm-hmm. Rear Window, by Al- directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Thank you so much. Nineteen fifty. I was gonna ask because I I forgot to get the the, the year yeah uh, fifty four that looks really good for like for for fifty four like just like the quality of the film itself well first of all it's Hitchcock right so you're gonna get nothing but the best that was fantastic Hitchcock. yeah absolutely. that was so so I had never seen. An Alfred, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Never. This was never. This first. was my first one. We so popped excited. the cherry, <laughs> and holy crap, it was great. Wasn't it awesome? It was fantastic. I, and we've talked about Alfred Hitchcock before, and how he's always said it's not the bomb going off; it's knowing that the bomb is under the desk and, and you, wondering if it's going to explode. You've said that before, but you get it now. And now I and I and I started hitting you while we're watching it. And I was like, <laughs> "It's the bomb! It's the bomb!" <laughs> I was so you know watching your watching you watch this movie is was such a joy for me because you it, it the plot twists and turns and you're just looking at me like oh my god I told you <laughs> I'm an enha- I'm an enhancer I am an experienced you, enhancer you are you I've said are. it before are you the type that when you go to see a movie and like the scary man is behind them, you're screaming, "Turn around! <laughs> um, Get out it, of the house!" It depends. It, it depends. depends. Okay. Adult diapers. It depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it depends. They could be a sponsor. They could no, be. I'm kidding. Not not on this podcast. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. All right. So before we get too far into the movie, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. Okay, housekeeping. Uh, housekeeping. Let's just let's start plugging away. Plugging away. Plugging away. Okay, so this podcast can this be podcast listened to. Can be listened on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Podbean. Podbean. Apparently, some people were listening on Google. Google. Not, I don't know. I don't know. I, I saw the statistics and it was like, Google. I don't know. Really, Google, yeah. but yeah. Apple and but yeah, Apple yeah, and Spotify yeah. and Podbean. Those are the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wherever you get your podcasts, let us know. So yeah. We, so we can, um follow us on facebook facebook and twitter and instagram all all you have to search is coffee clutch pod p-o-d clutch pod p-o-d follow us there Mm -hmm. we uh every every time we do an episode we like to do fun pictures of the something related to the movie with our faces on it angel hates it but i love it no, I do like it. I do enjoy it. You just want to put your makeup on. I want to. I need to put my makeup on. Don't yeah. like just you know that that that's like that's not fair. I don't even go to the store for milk without my makeup on. And by the way, I'm wearing like real clothing, not pajama uh, lounge pants. No, I don't I do hate that. that. So I hate I. that. When I like when I go to school, yeah, everyone's wearing like sweatpants and that's, like the shirt they've been wearing for three weeks. Now, okay, so the movie you just watched. And you saw Grace Kelly. Oh, Could you God. picture Grace Kelly in the handy pantry in pajama oh. lounge pants and slippers? I would be so disappointed. I know. I, I, she, Grace Kelly, every uh. time I see her, I get the same reaction <laughs> that I got when I first saw Wonder Woman for the first time. Which Wonder Woman? The, the most recent one. The one that okay. came out last year or two I've years ago. I've never seen the recent. When Gal Gadot comes on screen. What's her name? Gal Gadot. Gal? Gal Gadot. 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 Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. When she comes on screen for the first time, yes. she took my breath away. While seeing that. Because was... she is beautiful. That's Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly knock the wind out of me yeah the minute she gets on screen you know my grandfather used to say anyone could be beautiful only a few can be striking and that is striking striking stunning i mean her she's just such a beautiful woman really and she left hollywood to marry her prince good for her yeah she actually became a princess Good for her. In real life. She deserves it. Yes. Nothing but the best Yeah, for her. and she left at the top of her game, too. 
I, I, gave, I give her a lot of credit. Good for her. So anyway. So let's get into the movie. There's a lot in this movie. There's a lot. So quick plot. Let's do a quick plot. Do you want to do it or you want me to do it? Let me try it. Okay. Because you always do it. Great. But I'm, I love I'm, it when you do it. But I'm, I'm gonna... I am I am so looking forward to hear <laughs> your breakdown of this movie. Okay. So it starts off Jimmy Stewart, yes. James Stewart, in his apartment. The whole movie takes place in this apartment. And he has a broken leg. So his the whole movie he is confined to this wheelchair. Um then he he has this insurance agent. Who who played the insurance agent? She's a nurse with the insurance company, Thelma okay. Ritter. Thelma Ritter. Ritter. I, I said. I said Ritter. Thelma Ritter. Thelma it's Ritter. Thelma Ritter. <laughs> I'm doing so great. I'm correcting myself. <laughs> Go you. ahead. So she comes in. She's talking to uh, James Stewart's character. What was his name? Jeff. Jeff. She screams it at the end. Um, goes into the he, uh, she's taking care of him, fixing his clothes, giving him a massage, um, telling her, telling him that he that she should be like a psychic or something because she she like something something's bad gonna something bad is gonna happen. I just have this intuition because he's sitting and looking out this rear window, and you just it's all all he's doing all day long is just watching his neighbors through their open windows and the and the windows are open because it's like 98 degrees outside and it's and it's 1950s Manhattan. Manhattan and and it's just so hot so everyone has the windows up so you can literally see into these people's private lives and you can hear them which is also interesting because that is the soundtrack for the movie there is no music it is just the the songwriter on his piano playing at all times of the day that's the soundtrack of the of the movie. So it's not like this suspenseful music at all like that you would normally hear in like a, a like a like a thriller movie or something like that. Like but it's just it's just everyday life. Absolutely. Which was which I thought was fantastic. And then Grace Kelly plays um his girlfriend. His girlfriend who he keeps flirting with like, "Oh, I don't want to marry you." And they need to get married. This is a very <laughs> sexy movie their relationship their the way it's portrayed mm-hmm. very steamy how, 1954 how with, old was was jimmy stewart at this time i want to say he was he was born in what 1908 he was born in 1908 yes, and this was in 1954 so he was 50, 40 something 46 46 grace kelly was probably in her mid to late 20s i would say and you know what that was noticeable (laughs) that what it was a little noticeable he was a little gray he was a little gray you know like he he he's a he's a photographer right who has a broken leg apparently they met on a photo shoot or a magazine because i think she might have modeled for the magazine that he was working for so i definitely got the impression they met on the job Mm -hmm. okay there's no other way because because different circles different circles she's rich model he's dating up yeah oh he's he's, yeah he's (laughs) dating up but you know i have to say he's very well versed he's he's intelligent he's very well traveled he was in the war he was a veteran in this Mm -hmm. um well he's a veteran in real life as well he is he's a veteran he was a veteran in real life he was a world war ii fighter pilot Mm -hmm. so you know i mean pretty pretty amazing guy jimmy stewart anyway anyway um so so what happens they yeah, so he, so he so he starts like watching all of his neighbors and he notices this one apartment with the man Raymond and Burr. what Raymond Burr Raymond th- that was the actor yeah Raymond Burr notices him um taking care of his sick wife and like she's bedridden and like he's cooking for her and tending to the garden and, and so one and like he notices like their relationship like he like she just keeps nagging and nagging and and so he he's getting annoyed um and then all of a sudden she's gone yeah and jimmy stewart jeff jeff is like what happened what happened to her and where's he, the wife where's the wife 
and the husband, like, he's a salesman. Like, usually he's out all at all hours of the day. So one day he 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 uh, stays up and he he notices uh, he knows something's wrong. Something is wrong because the salesman keeps going in and out at like three o'clock in the morning like why why would somebody bring their suitcase out at three o'clock in the morning multiple times right like when you have a sick wife at home correct and then the wife is just gone and then he's just chilling at home one day when he should be working like what's going on so he gets the help of his detective friend who was played by Oh, the actor. Yes. Oh, I forgot his name. I'll look it up. We're going to look go it ahead. up later. We'll, we'll, yeah, for yeah, the, yeah. After the break, we'll have it. Um, so, and then he uh, gets the help of his detective friend. He's like, all right, I'll, I'll look into this. And he looks into it. And he's like, you're an asshole. He, he's, nothing's going on. Like, she, right. was, she the, was put on a train and blah, blah, And And so Jeff is just like, he's he's going crazy. He's like, what? where did this woman go? Now, meanwhile, Grace Kelly, who plays Jeff's girlfriend, is starting to think that this is really ghoulish that he's staring at his neighbors and, you know, he needs to kind of get out of this, stop looking at people, nothing happened, and all of a sudden she gets suckered into the hole. Once once she sees the salesman packing up a, like a trunk. A trunk. Wrapped in like heavy rope. Yeah, and, and, the, the mattress, and the mattress is all rolled up as well. Yes, and then she's like, call "Tell the, tell the, call no, the police." She, she said, "Tell me everything you know." Right. Everything so now, you've now seen. she's in it. Now she's and in it. She's in it, and they are just this conspiracy couple, and it's adorable. It's a little weird because the age of, but it's so cute. <laughs> Get though. over the age thing. I know. I'm sorry because that used to happen a lot. I know it used to happen a lot. Men used to be a lot older than their wives. Okay. No, really. I know. No, I, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, age does age really matter? Twenty years. Does that really matter? That's that's. I think that's a lot. Well, okay. So my great grandparents, yes. when they went to get their marriage license, my and this was in Tunis, Africa. My my great grandmother, Africa. Yeah, Tunis, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. African. <laughs> well, the Sicilians used to do a lot of business in Tunis, so oh. my great grandmother moved to Tunis with her family when she was three months old. She was born in Sicily, but was born was raised in Tunis, Africa. I did not know oh yeah. This. Oh, I could tell you some stories about. My grandmother's family. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, let's not go down that rabbit oh. hole. Not right now. Anyway, so so they had to go and get the marriage license. Mm-hmm. And she had been dating my great-grandfather for a while, who did not really look his age. So when it came to the part of filling in their age, my great-grandmother was 18. Okay. My great-grandfather was 35. No shit. He was 17 years older. And the story is they walked out. He started walking one way and she walked the other. She oh was not going to marry this old man. But then, you know, she, she loved him so much that the age didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. And then okay. they went on their honeymoon and they were shipwrecked and everyone thought they were dead. Oh, stories I could what? tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's get back to Rear Window. I should make this. This should be a movie, <laughs> this really. This should be a movie. <laughs> it's really good. It's okay. really But anyway. So very, very quickly. So so now Grace Kelly is involved. Um, they, the, nurse the nurse gets involved. And, and she's funny. Yeah. Well, who did I say? She reminds me of... Uh, Carla from Cheers. Yeah, a little bit, right? That little sassy. That was so funny. Oh, she's funny. She's She's very witty. Very witty. Love it. So now everyone's involved. So now yes. that now they they send a note over to the salesman like we what did you do with her? Because and he knows they're gonna, he's going to leave town. He's, yeah, he's leaving town. So he's like, so I need to keep him in town. So they, so they scare him, and then he gets the note and he's he's looking around and then and then they call him and they meet me at the hotel bar right now and I'll, well, I want to know what you did with your wife, <laughs> and so he leaves and so the nurse and Grace Kelly go across the street and goes go digging up the the garden, the garden. because they think that that he buried something in the garden right. because there was a dog the dog kept digging at the garden and then the guy kept like shooing the dog away and then he kills the dog killed the dog supposedly allegedly probably though he absolutely probably killed the dog. so they go into the garden they start digging up and they can't find anything so 
Grace Kelly just starts walking up the fire escape and goes into the apartment. He has she climbs, in heels. climbs through the window. In heels and a dress. Heels and a chiffon dress, no less. And so so she's in the apartment and Jimmy's like, get, get, get out of there. No, he's going to come back. And then he comes back as like he ha- as she has like her wife's jewelry, uh, his her wife's jewelry in her hands. And then the, the guy comes back. And goes, what are you doing in my house? And then he she slips on the wedding ring right. and she gives back the jewel, the, the pearls. Jeff calls the cops. Jeff calls the cops. Says a woman's being assaulted. Which hadn't happened at this point, right, but, but thankfully won't. she got assaulted eventually. Right, right. So the, the police come, they bring Grace Kelly down to the police station. Uh, but before before she goes, she starts signaling to 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 Jeff um, that she's got the wedding ring, and the salesman sees her signaling to Jimmy, and then he looks at Jeff. I keep going back to Jeff and Jimmy. Jeff, he looks at, and he looks right at him, and then he's like, ah! Oh. And then this is where he's he this is the bomb. This, this is, is the, the bomb. bomb. <laughs> and then he he backs up into the shadows so he doesn't so uh, so he like nobody sees. And then he he doesn't notice. I'm getting excited now. You are. He, he, get, he doesn't notice that that the salesman left the apartment. Yeah. So he calls the the detective. Like, you need to co- you need to go down to the police station. Grace Kelly. Uh, she didn't say Grace Kelly. Uh, Lisa. Her name is Lisa. Lisa. Lisa's uh, Lisa got arrested. Like, I, I sent somebody down to get bail money. Like, with he bail sent money. the nurse to bail her out. And and so he hangs up, and then he's fo- looking. And th- he's looking through his window, and he realizes. Thorwald, the murderer, Raymond Lars Burr, Thorwald is gone. He's not in his apartment. And then the phone rings, and he thinks it's the detective, and he goes, I think he's gone. I think and, Thorwald is leaving. And then no answer. And then that's when he realizes, <laughs> oh, shit, that's him. I'm talking to you. And then he hangs up, and then he hears a little, little rustling in the in the hallway. He, has the he hears the footsteps, and the bomb is just ticking <laughs> under the desk, and I'm getting excited. Excited, and then the lights go off, and then he gets his his little camera light and the little little his um, flash bulbs. his little flash bombs, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, for some reason in 1954, everyone yeah. leaves their door unlocked, so any who buddy can just walk okay, in. Okay, so think about this: he was in the apartment with the nurse. The nurse ran out of the door so fast to go bail Lisa out. She didn't lock the door behind her. Oh, it's the perfect storm. But no one, you're right. No one locked the door in 1954. Which was bananas. I know, it's crazy. We didn't even have a key to our house, but that's another story. Well, and because like that's what she said when he, um, when he, when she was in uh, Thorwald's house. Yeah. I, 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 she, like the door was open. Yeah, the door was open. And then I was like, but, but why was it open? Yeah. <laughs> so because it's 1954. Because it's 1954. So now Thorwald's in his apartment, and he goes, "What do you want?" And he doesn't. Jimmy doesn't answer. He's like, just tell me what you want. I don't have any money, but what do you want? And then he's like, "What happened to the wife?" Like, and then he's, oh, "I don't know. What? I don't know." They, I just got so excited. I know. I, I know. At this point, you were like out of your I wasn't, half, I half wasn't, off the chair. I, I, mean. I was. My ass was off the seat. My <laughs> hand. My hair was falling out of my head because I was ripping it out. I wasn't breathing. You weren't. I wasn't. You weren't. You held your breath. I'm still yeah. not breathing. I know. You got to breathe. You got to <gasps> okay. breathe. Whenever you watch a Hitchcock, you got to <laughs> breathe. Remember to breathe. So anyway, so so what happens is is he he doesn't answer him. He didn't answer him. He said one word. What did he say? Oh, it, no, because Thorwald Thor was like, like, I need the ring back. And he's like, no. I, the police already have it, right, he yeah. says. The police already have it. And then he starts walking towards him. And he's shooting the flash shooting the flash to blind him. And, and then finally... He's wrestling him. He's, right. He's right. And then the police go back to Thorwald's apartment. You can see the police. And, and he and starts screaming out the window. Yeah. Like, he's here. He's here. Help, help, help. And so then the police run back over to, the, to his apartment. Right. As Thorwald is like pushing him out the window. Oh, this man is helpless. He's confined to a wheelchair. He's in a cast. He can't move. Nobody's in the apartment. He's alone. And he's throwing him out of the window. Which is two or three stories up. It could could have killed him. It could have killed him. Absolutely. If they didn't break his fall. So if they didn't break his fall. He would have died. He would have. Yeah. But he didn't. So. He didn't. But he did break his other leg. He ends up. <laughs> The end, the ending scene, you see, and the, and the whole thing in this movie was 
He doesn't want to marry Lisa because she's so perfect. They're in completely different circles. He doesn't think she could handle his lifestyle, which is full of adventure. Right. And boy, did she prove him wrong. Absolutely. Right? She, so now he's in his wheel, back in his wheelchair. This is the last scene. Dukas. He has both legs in a cast now. And she's lying on the couch wearing these cute little jeans rolled up, mm-hmm. little loafers mm-hmm. and bobby socks, you know, very, very casual dress for Lisa. And she's reading a book about the Himalayas. She notices he's asleep and she pulls out her bizarre magazine and is looking at all the fashion. <laughs> Get you a girl who could do Yeah, both. but you know, I mean, holy moly. So you know they end up together. They end up getting of married. Course. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. It's implied. But, you know, it was uh, a little risque. In 1954, she shows up and she's like, I'm spending the weekend. Yeah. And she has her sexy negligee and her little slippers and her traveling the case. The first scene when, uh, when, when they're like looking at all the neighbors. Yes. They, they go to Miss Torso, the, 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 the Miss, ballerina, and Miss she's Torso. getting out of the shower. Yeah. And uh, the like the first thing you see of her is getting out, and then you like you see her back, and she's taking yeah off her bra. bare back, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Nineteen fifty four. Nineteen fifty four. What is going on? And then the honeymoon couple that show the up. Honeymoon across. couple, and they keep saying like in the very beginning because like they just they draw the blinds and like you know what's happening. It, you know it, what's happening. And they're on honeymoon. Yeah. But then like three <laughs> days later, like wh- like I think I think the real mystery is what's going on over there. And as soon as I said that, they open the blinds right. and the husband is like smoking a cigarette and his underwear out the window and and he goes Harry (laughs) and he goes right back inside (laughs) spending their honeymoon it was an amazing amazing movie really good very suspenseful and you know what I always loved about Alfred Hitchcock Mm -hmm. is that he's in every one of his movies he is the Easter egg. He is the original Easter egg. Yeah. So now um, in this movie, he's actually in the composer's apartment winding the clock. And he like turns his head so you could see his face and that it's him. Yeah. In different, in all of his movies, there's one Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's called Lifeboat. 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 I've heard of it. Okay. So Lifeboat, which you've got to see Lifeboat. Uh-huh. That you talk about suspenseful. I'll be peeling you off the ceiling. Oh. That one, I could, that I could tell. I'm in. Yeah, rope. Oh my god. I'm 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 very excited to see rope. Oh my god. Oh, I love that one. But anyway, anyway. so um, but in lifeboat, there's only so many people in a lifeboat. How are you gonna do your Easter egg? Right. <laughs> you gotta, now I gotta now see. Now you gotta it. watch the movie. Now I gotta now see. Now you have to watch the movie. And then oh, and then there was the other thing after Thorwald kills the yes. dog. Someone said, Why did he kill the dog? And Grace Kelly said, I think he knew too much. And he was in a movie called And Jimmy Stewart was in Alfred Hitchcock's movie, The Man Who Knew Too Much. So it was kinda like, Oh, Oh, that's oh, like, cute. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Should we take a quick break? We're going to take a think? very quick break. Okay. All right, we'll see you in a minute. All right. Hey, everybody. The coffee is always on at Angel's. You know that. And Ron is usually here watching movies with me, except for now. Right now, I'm doing some promos. Because he says we need some. I don't know what that means, but that's okay. All he said was give him the information, talk into the mic and just give him the information. So here we go. First, thank you for listening to our podcast because we do really do appreciate you. Don't forget, you have to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, KMA, I don't care, whatever it is, just freaking subscribe and like and comment, especially because then we get like recommended and we move up. I don't know what any of this means, nor does it matter. Just make sure you subscribe, like, follow, do whatever you got to do. Jill said, press the button, press the freaking button already. Okay. And also make sure you email us. We do have an old fashioned email address. It is coffee clutch pod at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Can't wait to hear from you. Love you. We're back. And we're back. That was the world's fastest break. <laughs> that was a very quick I think break. we just took a break just for the sake of taking a yeah, break. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because it, this movie just brings up so much stuff. Yeah. First and foremost, 
there's a gruesome murder. I mean, he hacks up his wife and everything else. You don't see the act. You don't see a drop of blood. Yet, you're horrified by what has happened. So you really don't need the gore. You don't. You don't. Because you're experiencing what Jeff is experiencing through his eyes, which is just through his window. Yeah. Because you don't leave the apartment ever. The camera maybe leaves the apartment maybe twice. It does? Yes, when they when he's look when when they look at all the neighbors, like when the dog dies, you're seeing everything from the apartment. Yeah, everything except the the scene where he's thrown out the window. Right, that's the only scene that that you're not seeing Jeff's view, right? Jeff's perspective. So yeah, it's, it was interesting. Well, I I found it interesting because like you start off like watching all of these different apartments. And really, you're watching Jeff's apartment, which I thought was kind of interesting. That is true. You're, you're like, kind of like the peeping Tom on you're Jeff. You're the peeping Tom on Jeff. Yeah. And, and let's talk about privacy. Yes, because that because Ethics. that comes up. Like like in the very beginning, the nurse is like, like, you know, you go to jail for being a peeping Tom. Right. And like, but that's that's the whole movie. So is this so is it ethical for him to do this? Even though he's doing it for the right reasons because he, he thinks that somebody's being murdered well, or somebody's the, murdered. The first six weeks that he because we're this begins when he's been in that cast and stuck in that room for six weeks. It was six weeks of nothing else nothing. to do. I it, no, no no TV. phone no TV. Well, he no. has a phone, but oh no, I mean, he well no not like this 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 phone <laughs> yeah, exactly. this phone, not a rotary phone. A rotary phone. Yeah. Um. No. No PlayStation. No Xbox. Nothing. Nothing. You can't even go to work. Yeah. You can't so even like work from the home. rear window of his apartment. Basically becomes. His entertainment. Yes. You know, it becomes the thing that. He's people watching. Yeah. He's which I watching. love to do, though. I love people watching, too. But there's a difference. There's a difference. I don't peer in people's windows. No, I like to like when I'm like in a park, I like I'll sit on yeah, a bench yeah, yeah. and then I'm watching the people go by. But you're out in public and they're out in public. Right. You know, and that, and you're, so, you're not peering into their private lives. This is their private life. You're peering into where they should feel safe. Yeah. Like Miss Lonely Hearts. That yes. was that was kind of where Jeff started realizing that maybe he was crossing a line. Yes. Because Miss Lonely Hearts lives in an apartment across the way, actually below the murderer. And she she drinks. She's alone. Which she pretends She pretends that she's on a date. On a date in and, her apartment. And she pours a drink for this imaginary person. Yes. And then they, she toasts to nobody. Takes a drink and then, and then starts down, to cry. Breaks down crying because she's so lonely. So they 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 nickname her Miss Lonely Hearts. And then in another scene, she musters up the courage by you know belting down a couple of <laughs> whiskeys. Goes across the street to a restaurant. You see her sitting in the in the window right of right. the restaurant. She's sitting there, and then next thing you know, she's bringing home a gentleman. And mm-hmm. someone said, "Oh, she's much younger." They said they noticed that the guy was was much much younger younger. than Miss Lonely Hearts. Right. And he starts making a move on her. He starts forcing himself onto uh, her. And then and then then she forces him out of the apartment. Right. I mean, it was that she was almost in trouble there. Almost. And that's where Jeff kind of like starts questioning if this is looking too closely in. But, but then, then the next time they peer into her apartment, she's committing suicide. She's, she's going to commit she's suicide. Gonna, she's going to swallow a, enough pills to kill a horse. Right, right. And and the nurse was like, that's enough call to keep cops, all New call, Jersey and, yeah. asleep through the winter. Hackensack, yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> but so... And so this, is, this was the dilemma because he calls the police to... Save Miss Lonely Hearts. Well, he goes to call the police. But then 
Miss, but then the salesman comes in, and now he has to save Lisa. Right. And so now he has to make a choice. Right. Do I save Ms. Lonely Hearts, or do I save Lisa? Right. Because you really can't do both. And all, it just so happens that there's a woman committing suicide, and then one floor above, there's a woman being yeah, assaulted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, explain that phone yeah, call. Yeah, really. How do you explain <laughs> that phone call? This neighborhood is nuts. But then what happens? Miss Lonely Hearts hear the com- hears the composer playing that beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And she stops and she goes to the window and she's listening to the composer play. And I don't know if you caught it, but at the end. The, the, yeah, Miss Lonely Hearts was in the composer's yeah, apartment. The composer's apartment. As he, as he just finished pressing his, his, vi- his record right. of that song. And do you know the name of that song? I don't. It's called Lisa. Oh my God! Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Funny. I don't know if it was originally composed for the movie. It wouldn't surprise me if it was. But a lot of the songs that the composer was playing were popular songs of the time. Like the first one was "That's uh, Amore." That's Amore. Dean Martin. Uh, Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. He was playing that, um, and then there were a couple other songs that I knew yeah. commercially. Right. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So anyway, but uh, you see, like at the end, you know, like. Every all of the neighbors' lives kind of being wrapped up. Yes, you know, like like the 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 neighbor up top, like who who the 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 salesman killed their dog. Right. They get another dog, another little puppy. They start painting over the 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 walls in in the old salesman's apartment. Right. Um, the the honeymooners are they're living in that apartment and she she's nagging him (laughs) at breakfast (laughs) and and things just start to go back to normal yeah and And this torso has these very handsome manly men in her apartment i didn't think of that yeah 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 yeah. you know and they're all trying to you know like wine and dine her and and they they're even referred to as you know like the the wolves you know the wolves and um at the very the very last scene you see there's a knock at the door. Miss Torso opens the door, and there's like this five foot tall soldier in uniform this, with glasses. You know, chubby the thick, little guy with glasses. Yeah, with the thick glasses. Like, I'm she's home, like, honey. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, oh, the love of her life. You know, yeah. so it was like, I don't know. It was kind of sweet. He was lucky. He was a lucky guy. <laughs> He's a lucky guy. He's a lucky guy. <laughs> so anyway, but let's talk about ethics. And privacy. And privacy. Because aren't you entitled to some privacy? I mean, you are. Was he crossing the line? I mean, how could you? I mean, okay, so he definitely crossed the line. He definitely crossed the line. But Thorwald would have gotten away with murder if he didn't. Correct. But still, it's kind of creepy. But if your windows are open like that, that's okay. So your windows are open, but he uses. No, his so right. So, he, so he uses his he uses his, his camera lens and his binoculars. That's that's where it gets. That's where it's yeah. wrong. But but in the in the beginning where he's just, he's just passively yeah, just watching what's window. going on, yeah. like like what what's stopping me from looking at your window and noticing your neighbors? Like, that's right. true. That's but, true. But then and if you're stuck in the house, like all right, well, <laughs> yeah, let's that's see. true. Excuse me. Uh, what's what, what what are my neighbors doing now? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But. So, so all in all, this movie was number 48 on the AFI Top 100. This is a good movie. 48. What what did you think? Do you think it's um, I thought it was placed in the right part, in the right section of the list? Halfway? Is, just above halfway? Yeah, just above half. Let me double check. Yeah, I number don't 48. know. I really don't know. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Well, only because we haven't seen the, a quarter not. of the list yet. Um, okay, so I'm looking at um, 34 through 47 right now. Okay. And out of 34 through 47... Uh, Give me some of those movies. Okay, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. We watched we watch that. Right, but that came in at 34. Oh, okay. Annie Hall, which I don't think you've ever seen. I haven't seen it. I, I would keep Annie Hall right where it is. Bridge on the River Kwai, I would keep mm-hmm. where it is. Okay. Best Years of Our Lives, I would keep right there. Treasure of the Sierra Madre, never seen the whole thing, but I do know a lot of it. Yeah. I would probably keep it there. Dr. Strangelove, Sound of Music, King Kong, 1933. The original. Yeah. 
Bonnie and Clyde. Ooh, okay. good movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have not. Uh, Midnight Cowboy. You say that as if I'm supposed to know this movie, and I don't know. No, I'm about saying it. Midnight Cowboy. Like that might be the one I would kick out of that spot. Oh, what yeah. no, what number is that? Uh, Midnight Cowboy is forty three. With our luck, we're gonna be watching Midnight Cowboy next. <laughs> well, we'll see, shall we? No, we only got unlucky once. We only got unlucky once with Easy Rider. Okay, so I'm still angry about Easy Rider. It's, it's been it's, two weeks. It's a disturbing freaking movie. I, I, <laughs> I it, so yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me that you're still upset. I'm, I, I'm surprised you're not angry about it anymore. You know what? I I have to say, the movie after Easy Rider uh, was Singing what, in the Rain. Singing in the Rain. That was last week. Okay, so. Singing in the Rain kind of like washed the dirt of yes. Easy Rider off of me. <laughs> well, no, like in in context, yeah. we watched that movie how many days ago? Yeah, yeah, two what two days ago? No, not two. Easy Rider? Oh, Easy Rider. I'm no, sorry. that that was that was less at least less than a week ago. Yeah, less than a week ago. But for the audience, it's been like three weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. still harping on it. Yeah, we're still harping on that damn movie. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, once we get a little bit closer to watching like a, a small majority of the movies, I will, I will come back to, to rear window. Yeah. Well, but I really enjoyed it though. I, I liked how specific things were. Absolutely. Like I liked how each apartment was like its own little play. Yeah. In this overall movie. Yeah. Because because you have to think like Alfred Hitchcock had to go into those apartments and direct each apartment. Yes. Like this is what's going on in this private life and this is what you're focused on. But we're not coming into this apartment. We're going to be watching you from across the street. Yes. Like like you can only see like when you go all the way to the right on the top, like you're only seeing maybe half of their upper torso. Yes. And like, and you get, you'll see one guy brushing his teeth. I'm like, this is your motive. That's it. You're brushing your teeth. You want your, you want the cleanest teeth in Manhattan. (laughs) And then you go to the honeymooners. Like you are a, a a brand new honeymooning couple and you are in love. And you are going to have so much sex. (laughs) And that's it. All you need to do is. No one is ever going to see it. No one's ever going to see it. But you just sit in here and you think about having sex. Yes. Yes. And and it's just and then like the the thing that that made me the um, think about it the most was like when you peer through the alleyway and you yes. look at the bar across the street and, you, and all you see is a table full of like maybe three guys and then a waiter. Yeah. And like maybe a couple of other people and like that's it. That's all you see of the yes. bar. But like but the bar, you know there's so many people in that bar and, and they're, they're all... being directed by Alfred Hitchcock. Like you have mm-hmm. all of these little mini movies within the movie and i was interested in all of it really the way this movie is filmed hitchcock is just i want to watch more hitchcock oh my god we have to do like one day we have to do like an alfred hitchcock marathon yes oh i don't know if i could take that (laughs) god yeah because this because this wasn't and it's very hard for me to pick like the next one that you should see, although Rope because it's filmed. I want to see Rope next Rope, because yeah, because it's it's, it's it's in one shot. One and shot. I really like the. I like when when things happen. Like I don't even know how Did to you describe. See birds. No, but I but I keep hearing it referenced in like cartoons and stuff. Yeah, well, the birds is Tippi Hendren. Yes, is the blonde. She's actually Melanie Griffith's mom. Okay, okay yeah. So Tippi Tippi Hendren apparently, according to Ruma. The birds have to be attacking her. He he they tied birds to this woman and he was he was pretty sadistic from what wow. I hear. I don't know. We'll do some more research. If I don't even know if the birds is on the list. I don't think it is. Well, that might be something we do off the list. We're gonna, that'll be a coffee, a coffee yeah, kinds episode. Yeah, Suzanne Plachette is in that movie. Okay. Rod Taylor. Uh-huh. It's it's a great movie. I, I yeah. I'm very excited to watch more Hitchcock. You guys see more. I'm hooked. I'm I'm so because it's not it's not horror, and like I'm not not a huge horror guy. Yes, but this suspense, it's like, it's like Jordan Peele's movies now. 
Cause like nothing's like jumping out at you. Nothing yeah, is. Yeah. Nothing's like really scaring you. But but it's it's the bomb under the desk. Yeah, you, it's that emotional terror. And it's just like, what's gonna happen? Like I'm <laughs> in, I'm invested in this story, yeah. and I want to know how it finishes. That's what I really. It's almost like a puzzle. Like is it how how does this finish up? Yeah. How where is this going, man? It, I love. But it. did you like? Like when he goes from scene one from one scene to another, he does almost not a fade to black, but I no, he does though. He, yeah, but it's like it's end scene, end scene. Yeah, I that was you, the that you was the know one thing I think I had an issue with. Well, you know, it's it's funny because how do you fill an entire day? Well, you, you know what I'm saying because it's it this is taking place taking place over just a couple of days. Yeah. You know, but like, well, like, like certain things, like when, when, when Grace Kelly goes to slip into something a little bit more comfortable, like it fades to black and then it comes back on the same shot of Jimmy and then she's, and she comes out and she's changed. Yeah. Like that. I feel like, like, why, why did you have to fade to <laughs> black to that? And like, the, like he did that again. Like when, 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 when Jeff is watching the salesman. Every time he would wake up and then like nod back off, like there would be a fade to black, and then you come back and like he wakes up and then he sees the salesman again. Yeah. Like why? Why couldn't he just show like 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 I don't know like an you in between shot of like a clock like with the with the, with the hand circle. Well, you know what? Because did you ever like when you're sitting on a couch and you just doze off, and all of a sudden you wake up and you don't even know how much time has passed. You know, right. okay. I think he wanted to get that feeling across. You what, know, I, where... what I would do, not that I'm trying to give Alfred Hitchcock some notes, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I'm sure he would take them I'm graciously. Sure, I'm sure. <laughs> um, what I would have done, yeah, um, film it from Jeff's point of view. Yes, and like have like the camera, like 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 you could see like his eyes cl- like opening and closing and like struggling to stay open, like and maybe have like a like a clock in the in the corner, yeah, like, and then like every time he closes his eyes and every time he opens it, like it's a different time, yeah, 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 and like yeah, but yeah. like just to show like the passage of like that, I didn't, I didn't, I think not knowing how much time has passed is a part of it, but they do show a clock though, they do, they do, they do, but show not a clock through the whole thing once once from like 255 to 315 or something yeah, like that. Like yeah, that yeah 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 like when like he's 20 coming minutes. back yeah yeah it's weird it's weird but that was that was my only issue i, I will tell other you other than that it did not phenomenal bother, it did film not bother me a bit it did not bother me a bit at all at all oh, and maybe I, oh my god there's so many great movies now that i'm thinking like alfred hitchcock yeah. movies in my head that you have to see. You have to. I'm excited. The man who knew too much. Oh my God. It, yeah, it was funny because you kept mentioning like, like, oh, that's a reference to this. Yeah, that's yeah, a reference yeah, to this. Yeah. Like, so I want, and they're all of Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yes, yes. And so I want, I want to see. I'm going to put together a list of what I think my top five Alfred Hitchcock movies are for you to watch on your own. On my own? Yeah, you can watch it on your own. You don't need Aunt Jill for every single one, Why do not? you? I know. It's fun, isn't it? It's fun. Me too. All right. I'll watch them with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a baby. I know. No, I'm kidding. But don't shy away. You ever see Alfred Hitchcock yeah, come up no. on the screen? Sure. Sit your ass down and watch the movie. Sure. All right. All right. You want to take a quick break? Yeah, what I get do? some coffee. Let's get some coffee. Let's get some coffee on your new coffee machine. My new coffee maker. This is, it's very bittersweet. Not the coffee, but the yeah. situation. <laughs> Cause, cause you, I don't make bitter coffee. No, God forbid. <laughs> no, but your coffee machine broke. It did. I don't know, but I took a picture of you with your new coffee yes, machine, so we're yes. going to post that. Yeah. The uh, coffee pot gave up the ghost, but you know what? This is the first time I could actually write a coffee pot off my taxes now. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Which, there you go, Tom. <laughs> oh, he's he's asleep. Is he asleep? I'm yelling and poor, he's asleep. Poor Uncle Tom. All right, we're going to take a break with a new coffee machine. All right, good. All right. And we're back. We're back. You know. What's up? We were discussing how this is number 48 and maybe yes. it could be higher. Yeah. But I'm looking at the list. I'm looking over the list quick. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Stewart, hands down one of my favorite actors. Stop. Yeah. So. Stop. No. <laughs> no. So he, as soon as he started talking. Yeah. And you know me. 
I haven't seen a lot of these movies. No, I know. And but I, I recognize his voice. That's that's when I pause the movie. Okay, like, stop. What else is he in? Can I tell the story? Yes. So okay, so the movie starts. <laughs> I snorted. I'm sorry. Okay, so the movie starts. Then Ronnie looks over at me and he goes, "Have I, have I seen him in something before?" <laughs> and I'm like, "It's Jimmy Stewart." And he's like, "Yeah, but I'm like, Ronnie, pause the movie." So Ronnie pauses the movie. <laughs> I start naming the Philadelphia story. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. We actually pull up his movie his biography. He goes, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> it's probably the only other Jimmy Stewart movie you've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. But at least I've seen that But I, th- I yeah, exactly. I'm so proud of you. No. Don't <laughs> give me the credit to see a Christmas movie <laughs> around Christmas time. That, that everyone makes you watch. That everyone makes me watch. <laughs> I know. But you know what? Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life. Phenomenal. Amazing performance, yes? Yes, it's absolutely. On, it's actually on the top. Is it on the top? Oh, yeah. Where um, in the top? Going back to what you were saying, because you were talking about It's a Wonderful Life is actually number 20. Okay. On the AFI. Top 20, okay. Yeah, so it's in the top 20. It's number 20. All right, so we will get to see that again. And maybe Siri will pick it around Christmas time. I freaking hope so. Yeah, that could be our Christmas episode. Be a Christmas episode. It's a wonderful life. Maybe we'll act it out. Ah-ha! <laughs> Dude, a, re- a radio reenactment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, um, no, don't, So many don't, thoughts. So don't many stop, thoughts in my stop. head. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. You know, you do worry me sometimes. You, you started. But you know, it's so funny because I'd like to see you do, because, you know, for those that don't know, my, my nephew Ronnie is ultra talented, really. Guitar, piano, he sings beautifully. Maybe we'll take Rope and you could turn it into turn a, it musical. Into a <laughs> musical. Rope the yeah. musical. Or a Clockwork Orange, the oh. musical. Anyway. If I'm sh- oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like Clockwork Orange has been turned into a musical, but like a parody version. Come on, really? Maybe. If you say Weird Al, I will, no. I will throw no, my no, coffee no, 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 okay? no. <laughs> Weird Al would never. Well, he does have a twisted I, sense of humor. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, Clockwork Orange is going to be very difficult. I think I've said this before. Yeah, you, you have. I, I yeah. think after you said that. Disturbing movie. I, Disturbing. I had to. I, I was in my philosophy class. Yeah. And we, and again, we were talking about ethics. Um, and one of the one of the classes that we had, we had to watch a clip from Clockwork Orange. Okay. And it was the scene. I mean, we'll talk about this again when, when we eventually watch it. Yeah. Um, but it was it was the scene where um, I, I I didn't catch his name, but the 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 main the the guy Malcolm McDowell. Thank you. Is he, the actor? Yeah. I don't, okay. So I so he he's in one prison, and then they offer to like we'll take anybody who wants to do this experiment, and you'll get like time like off on your sentence and blah blah. blah. And he's like, oh, I'll do it, and then they they perform tests on him. Okay. And and like now he now he's getting nauseous like when he sees a woman or when he when yes. he hears uh, music or or movies or what so so they were talking about that and it was disturbing it was disturbing just that one little part you know it's so funny because did they tell you why he was in prison maybe okay. I don't remember I'm gonna you know what after you watch that movie I want you to tell me if you think it was unethical after okay. you watch the movie. You need to see the movie to put that right. yeah, yeah, yeah. that question into context. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway, all right, enough about that movie. Uh, I'm that movie. Because with all luck, we keep talking about it, and Siri's going to pick that stupid oh, number. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Speaking of which. Is it time? It could be time. It should be time. Let's pick. All right. So for those get your Siri. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, if you if you are, go back and listen to all of our episodes. Um, We every time we finish a movie, we we ask our good friend Siri on our telephones to pick a number between one and one hundred, and Siri will pick our next movie, which we will be picking from the AFI Top One Hundred list, tenth anniversary edition. For anyone who is following at home, so Siri, pick a number between one and one hundred. The answer is 79. 79. Okay, I have the list. I get nervous when it gets towards the bottom. Well, don't. 
Oh. Oh. Uh, I spoke too soon. What is it? Actually, I'm kind of excited. Okay. Because I've never seen this movie. Ooh. I, I've seen 75 of these movies. Wow. It might be more, actually, because the 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 original list, I had seen 75. Okay. The updated list, there are more... Movies that you haven't seen. That I have seen, I think. Oh, okay. So I'm actually doing a count. I'll let you know. Okay. But... um. What was the number? 79. Okay. It's a movie called The Wild Bunch. The Wild Bunch. Yeah. What do you think it's about? I'm sensing like a Lord of the Flies kind of movie. Are you? I am. Okay. I'm going to give you a little quick. A very brief synopsis. Well, I'll, I'll tell you who's in it. Okay. Okay. When was it? When was it? Uh, when was um, the movie made? The, the one that we're going to watch is from 1969. Okay. Another okay. 1969 movie. It's a western. It's a western. The Wild Bunch is a western. Okay. Okay. And who's it by? Who directed it? Hang on. I've got the, all these questions. You know, my I'm not as fast as the computer as you are. Well, your computer's right. from hey. 2004. Shut up. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> shut up, shutting up. All right, so now, oh, oh, directed by Sam Peckinpah. Sam Peckinpah. Sam Peckinpah. Who that is? Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, he's he's like a master at like the slow motion. Ooh, okay. you know, like horses. Cool shooting and. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll love it. You'll love it. I like Westerns. Yeah. We watched Butch Cassidy in the sun. That that also came out in 69, didn't it? Which one? Butch Butch Cassidy? Cassidy? I believe it did. Yes. I want to say yes. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. Let Let me refer to the magic list. Okay. Butch Cassidy is 1969. There you go. Yeah, and so, so, now, was, so, so and so was Easy Rider. So was Easy but we don't Rider. want to bring that up again. Anyway, okay, so I'll tell you who is in the Wild Bunch. Mm-hmm. We have William Holden, amazing. Okay. Ernest Borgnine. You know Ernest Borgnine? I feel like I do. He does the voice in your SpongeBob cartoons, Captain. Who's the guy with the starfish? Who's <gasps> the superhero? Mermaid Man? Yeah, Mermaid Man. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> Robert Ryan, Edmund O'Brien, Warren Oates, Jamie Sanchez, Ben Johnson, Emilio Fernandez, Struther Martin, L.Q. Jones, Albert Decker, Bo Hopkins, Dub Taylor. And the list goes on and on. The There's so many more. On. Yeah, so it's a Western. So Okay, um, I'm excited. Yeah, Uncle Tom likes Westerns. We I think ask. I just woke him up, though. Uh, did you? I did. Well, well I, just, I did just scream about SpongeBob. Oh, God, it was Mermaid Man that did it. Anyway. <laughs> um, all right, so this was a fun day. Thank this was you. fun. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, tomorrow. We should, right? Yeah. Do you want to watch The Wild Bunch tomorrow? Sure. Why not? You have to wait till next week. <laughs> have a great night. Have a great Ronnie, night. Ronnie, I love you. I love you, Aunt Jill. Good, Good night. night. Coffee Clutch with Ron and Jill was recorded live in front of Uncle Tom in Aunt Jill's kitchen. Remember, there's always coffee on at Aunt Jill's. Starring Ron Gross and Jill Gross. Edited by Tom DeMichael. Logo by Seth Glicksman. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Coffee Clutch Pod. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>